This week on the We Don't Wrestle podcast is the review show of the Greatest Royal Rumble, which took place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Ten matches in total to get through in what was a stacked card, while the likes of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler feature in the three-count segment. We've got all of that coming up, so stick around and let's get started. The hottest topics, in-depth discussions, predictions and reviews, along with the biggest rumors from the past week in wrestling. This is your weekly WWE Fix, all in one place. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and more. You're listening to the We Don't Wrestle Podcast. With your hosts, Reza and Arif. Welcome fellow non-wrestlers, this is the We Don't Wrestle podcast, episode 11, with me your host Reza, and this week I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Imran, how's it going? Episode 11, I am feeling good, I'm feeling great, still need to recover from uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, mm. but, uh, but but a lot to say as well, a lot strange, to say. Strange feeling, wasn't it, watching it on Friday evening rather than your typical Sunday, a welcome to change though, I think you could say, considering it was in the UK, started at 4pm. Exactly, 4pm yeah. on a Friday, straight after work, yeah. uh, just about got there on time to be honest, mm. but it's, 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 it's an unusual feeling, you're right, it's a, mm. it's a different feeling. Obviously, no Arif with us this week, uh, I think this can work, uh, this can work because if you listen to episode 10 last week where we previewed the Greatest World Rumble event, Imran over here wasn't a big fan of it, Board, borderline boycotting the event, but he did watch it, um, so I'm, I guess... Myself, the listeners, and Arif as well is probably looking forward to hearing what you have to say now that it's all boiled over. Ah, well, um, all the yeah, those are well. Last week there was a lot of hate, mm. um, which I can understand. It's not look, for the no reason. Look, I could go through the politics of it. I think anybody could go through the politics of. But we stick Saudi to Arabia. We stick to wrestling. We don't wrestle, but, exactly. but we stick to that. We stick to wrestling. Um, and I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Okay. That's fine. Watching, that's, that's watching that's... the show, I really freaking enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I wasn't expecting you to say that today. I bet Arif's surprised as well. I know, exactly. Arif, I know Arif watched it. I think he enjoyed it as well, based on the conversation we had. Um. So, yeah, if you do want to hear what Iman said last week, before you find out his thoughts this week, obviously go back and listen to episode 10. Uh, strong words, strong, strong words. words. Uh, so, yeah, we've all watched the event. If you haven't and you don't want to know the spoilers, obviously, I don't want to say it, but please tune out now because I don't want to just completely ruin the event for you. But, yeah, let's run through the card. I thought we can go through what happened, all the matches. I think we'll split it. The best way to do it is, obviously, we'll go through the first five matches, have a little break with the three-count segment, three decent stories there. And then we'll finish off with the remaining five matches of the Greatest World Rumble preview. Does that sound good? Review, sorry, not preview. We've done that. Hey, perfect. Perfect. A Greatest Royal Rumble review special. It's a mouthful. This is going to become an annual thing as well, isn't it? I think it went down a success. Um, I know they've got a 10-year deal, so it makes sense. Oh, have they? Yeah, 10-year deal. Um, Triple H said in the interview that... Um, Obviously, he was, they were facing a lot. If this is before the review preview, by the way, Triple H said in an interview that um, obviously everyone's frustrated at the fact that women can't compete, which is probably the yeah. biggest reason why fans yeah. hated it. Some people didn't yeah, watch me, it because me of too. that. Yeah, but he did say, "Look, at the end of the day, you can't force this on a religion or a culture and their laws." 
but WWE are at the forefront of trying to make that change, which I guess makes sense. Because I know yeah. they did it in Abu Dhabi where they had the women covered, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. So I guess yeah. it is going to take baby steps. This is a country who have just allowed cinemas and women driving and stuff like that. Exactly. So Only in the past past few weeks, to be honest. Exactly. So Only I think, in the past few weeks. So I, I understand the frustration, but at the end of the day, WWE are there to help make that change, that transition, which is good. So I guess, you know, the waiting game will be worth it in the long run because it was a success and they will be back. I say probably not next year, probably the year after. Um, they'll they'll be there. Well, this is the thing. Last week, I had some strong words. I had some harsh words. Um, and I apologize if I offended anybody. But I was I, I felt really let down by WWE. Hmm. Um, Again, understandable. How, a lot of people did feel the same way. It's not just one person. It's a lot of fans. How they could take this huge, huge, huge amount of money and 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 uh, stick their middle finger up to the women's revolution. That's what I felt like. Hmm. You know, there was a time when I used to call, especially on my SmackDown reviews of, in the previous uh, previous version of our podcast, I used to call the women's matches the tea break, right? I was completely not a believer, but mm. the strides that WWE's taken for women's wrestling and women's rights yeah. and spotlighting women, women and put, putting them in, on equal level. Mm. I think that it says a lot. The champions, yeah, because it does. You it have, does. You're giving the women the main event of the World Rumble, which is one of the big four events. I had on the they've main evented. There's rumors that they're going to main event WrestleMania 35, which is mind blowing. And I think I agree. I agree with you. People want to see sense. it as well. Exactly. I agree with you thing. in that sense that women should have been there. But at the end of the day, Triple H is right that you can't force it on a country that's just embracing yep. it now. Um, yep. But yeah, I do think you know this would have if they did it this year, this would have taken this revolution to. To newer heights and made a much bigger impact because Saudi Arabia is in the news anyway. Massive news that the, you know, the first ever movie in the cinemas here, Black Panther. Massive news: women can finally drive. If WWE could have, you know, sneaked their way in there, we're letting women wrestle in Saudi Arabia. That would have been great exposure as well for them. But it's going to be brilliant whenever it happens. It's just sad it happened this year. Exactly. I think the one thing WWE missed was having the women at least come out to do a promo. Yeah, as in, it weren't even, no Renee Young on the pre-show, no Georgia to announce wrestling to the ring. It was, it was just strictly men. Which, I guess, in a sense, here's what I think about it. There's no women there at all, but then there's women in the audience, which I'm guessing years ago you wouldn't have been able to have at all. So I guess there's that slight change in attitude. Which, again, I'm, I'm on board for baby steps. Yeah. For, for and, a country with strict laws. And... If you're right that this is a ten-year deal, and they could have confirmed, I think they're coming back next year. Then, then I could certainly see women start to get a bit more exposure. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia, because I think it, you're right, it is still a bit fresh for that culture, for that, uh, for that religion. Um, but but if it is a ten-year deal, and they do start to expose the the women and then get them to do do a bit of wrestling. Yeah. That that'll be perfect. That would be a perfect way to take it because think about it. Ten years ago in WWE, we would have never seen any women wrestling. Exactly. We 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 wouldn't even be talking about women's wrestling. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, we talk about how this is on par with WrestleMania. WrestleMania didn't have any meaningful women women's match hmm. up until this year. Yeah. So I agree. And I think next year, if they do bring them in, it's going to become a much bigger deal than it would have been this year. I think. Yeah, they would say, yeah, the women are competing, but then 
next year they probably build on the fact that they weren't allowed last year but now they are all eyes are going to be on them so i guess it works yes. out for everybody there yes yes that would be perfect yeah. and 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 this is the thing it was it was right right up until the end of the show where they start you know where the winner won the I'm not going to. am not going to speak about it here. Just, just, just right now, right at the beginning. But the winner, um, you know, lifted up the uh, the title, the trophy, and um, the 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 I don't I don't know what you call it. The Arabic sort of music played in yeah. the background, and I realised how big of a deal this is massive, for that. Yeah. It is a massive deal for that culture, for that country. Exactly. But yeah, um, let's know overall what you thought. We'll get into the matches now. Um, I think you could tell it was a big event when you have somebody like John Cena and Triple H kicking off the night. I mean, you'd never see that. That's something that takes place at the end of the card. But I guess, in a way, it makes sense because you want to give the Saudi Arabia fans the biggest names right away, which is why Cedric Alexander and Kalisto went second and not first. It's uh, John Cena. John Cena. I, th- I think they both got good reactions. Um, the entrances looked amazing, especially because, you know, the pyro, the st- setup was like WrestleMania standard. Yeah. Um, I did think it took the fans a while to wake up a little bit. Um, but you know, I I I think it's because the majority of the audience in the stands were far away from the ring, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas the yeah. VIP were taking up a lot of space on the side. But yeah, that's a different story. Uh, so yeah, John Cena did beat um, Triple H. I think this was the longest match of the night, apart from the fifty-man Royal Rumble, which was like yeah. an hour and a half or something. Uh, what did you make of this match? Brilliant match, to be honest. Brilliant match. Look, it's. Um... I'm 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 going to use this phrase quite a lot in the in the podcast, but uh, let's be honest: the greatest Royal Rumble. As much as WWE wants you to believe this was a huge pay per view, a huge special on the level of Royal Rumble, on the level of WrestleMania, uh, it was pre- certainly presented that way. But it was a glorified house show. It was it was a bit of a super show. Yeah. And look, WWE could have gone the easy route and had the cruiserweights opening up the night but but it was nice it was nice to see uh triple h and john cena come out set the standards set the grandeur of the event yeah um uh, you know we've not we've not seen these guys wrestle each other for like i think it's yeah, something yeah. something like eight years nine it's years crazy, it's isn't it? It, exactly you know if they did do a build-up to this it would be something epic and to epic think in this portion, pot- yeah this potentially could be the last time it could, could be and cena's phase and triple True. h wrestles once max twice a year Absolutely. Lucky fans in attendance who got to watch that. True, um, but but you know what? Seeing Triple H come out doing his usual uh, stitch, but what what actually really surprised me was John Cena. So mm. John Cena came out and there wasn't any booze. Um, only yeah. only from my side there was booze, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the whole arena cheered for John Cena. And you know what? I, I I'm I'm good. I'm going to be very honest. I like seeing that for a change. I like yeah. seeing. John Cena getting uh, getting cheered. And I think you could put that um, down to the fact that the Saudi Arabia fans don't get this often. Whereas <laughs> the US audience probably have it week in, week out for him being on top for 15 years. Absolutely. Which, Absolutely. Obviously, they were going to cheer for you know everyone they like because they, they're limited to seeing them on TV most of the year. Obviously, they'll get it back now once a year or something. Um, yeah. But I agree with what you say with the house show aspect. I did think the first half of the match was weaker than the second um, I thought the first half of the match was something you'd see at a house show, but the ending was more of a a pay per view finish, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, there um, was, there was, but but I think that's, I think I think that's what we should expect yeah. with um, you know anything that's yeah. Royal Rumble really. True. The Royal Rumble match goes last. 
Um, yeah. It was only last year where we got lucky and we had two Royal Rumble hmm. matches, but uh, or this year even. Uh, but 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 the Royal Rumble match should always be be last and opening opening up in this way with John Cena and Triple H. Perfect. Hmm. I was in the match itself. I felt Cena and Triple H. The first half of the match for them to oh, was, yeah, Sorry. was was like a house show standard. What you'd see or the reports you read. And the finish of the match, I thought, was something you'd see on a pay-per-view with the finishes and everything. But I agree with you. I think it's, it's nobody's fault because it's not it's not a traditional pay-per-view. So how do you build towards this for two part-timers? Yeah, Lesnar and Reigns is different. Styles and Nakamura is different. But for some reason, and I don't blame any, anyone for this, you can't get invested into the Cena and Triple H match as much as you should because there's no feud there. There's nothing to latch onto. Nothing to have you 100% interested other than the fact you're seeing Triple H and John Cena compete for the first time since WrestleMania and you don't know when the next one is, if you know what I mean. True. But again, it's, no, it's nobody's fault. It's a super show. They wanted the biggest yeah. names there. The max they could do is a video package of how their paths have you know, aligned somehow. Exactly. Um, and how, exactly. Many, how many championships they've won. But yeah, I think this is one of the best matches of the night. Um and you know it's it was a slow pace to begin with, which I didn't like, but I liked the fast pace ending. See, see the 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 reason why I wanted to 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 say it was a glorified um, house show was because it was always it was always gonna it was always gonna be formulatic formulatic yeah formulatic. I think I just made that word up, but <laughs> I don't um, know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and and John Cena Triple H. Um, their match was was, you know, you're right. It, you know, you know, at the start it was slow paced. Um, I think I think they tried building up the in ring action yeah. towards the end. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's I, I think they 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 pulled out a serviceable job, yeah. a serviceable match. Um, and and to be honest, I didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody expected anything mm. epic. Yeah, you can't truly you epic can't, from them. So you can't fault it when there's no feud and yeah. the two effective part timers. You know, yeah. it's, this this is probably the best you were gonna get with the fifteen minute or whatever time slot they did have. Yeah. So, 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 so what? What? If if you gave it a, a star rating out of five, what would you what would you give it? I mean, this thing I'm trying to think of the other matches that were on and what, how good or how poor they were. Um, because I thought it was one of the best, I'd give it a four. Okay. Because mm-hmm. only because of some of the other matches that took place, which you might disagree on later on, but we'll find out. What about you? I think you've been too generous. Uh, <laughs> I would give it a solid, solid three stars. A three solid stars. three stars. Yeah. We can meet three halfway. stars and a half. Yeah. We can meet halfway. Three and a half. That's a, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I did like the um, taunts from Triple H. Obviously, that you can't see me to get the crowd to boo him and the socket, <laughs> which I don't know how the Saudi Arabian people would take that, um, the socket champ, but you know, it's. Uh, He's in prison right now. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I thought he made the match a lot better. And I think the right person did win, even though he just came off a squash a victory against, a loss against The Undertaker, and Triple H came in losing to Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. But yeah, solid match. Can't fault it. Yep. Uh, second, we did have. The first of many championship matches taking place. Uh, Cedric Alexander defending the title against Kalisto. I think it was Buddy Murphy who was supposed to be in. You'd know. You're the 205-hour expert here. Buddy Murphy was supposed to be in the match. Couldn't make the weight limit. And then they had a gauntlet match. And Kalisto yes. won that. 
That's how he yes, played precisely. out. Precisely. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and b- because of that, because it was because because it was only a few days ago where they where they where Kalisto won the the number one contendership. I don't think anybody defeated uh, uh, expected Cedric Alexander to lose the title. Yeah. Um, but saying that they had, I I think I do think they had a solid match. They had a fun match. Uh, the crowd didn't seem that much into it. Well, that's but... one thing I wanted to say. Everybody on social media was blasting um, the guys at the front row who just yeah. weren't watching the, the event, which is a shame. You got this is a card US fans or UK fans, especially because we don't get events like this. Yeah, would you know the eyes would be popping out of their head watching what's going on? These guys are walking around and stuff. It's, exactly, it's frustrating. Exactly. But you know they'll they'll realize what they missed once these guys aren't. Here doing it anymore, like seen in Triple H. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, to be honest, you're right. Especially, especially at the front of the audience, you you sort of do feel the, the passion. Yeah. Uh, the excitement. You know, you, you want to see people jumping up and down. Yeah. Uh, on their seats, um, especially with 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 the guys like you know the cruiserweights that have a lot of high spots, high risk moves. That's why I think Kalisto uh, was in this match. You know, over Buddy Murphy. I think. WWE might have thought this is the guy who's going to help Cedric. Well, yeah. both of them are going to help each other do those ridiculous spots you won't see. And this is what's going to get them invested in it, which I think is the right decision. I think yeah, a Buddy Murphy and Cedric feud can work better long term on in America. Yeah, um, on, on something like Backlash. Yeah. It definitely, definitely will. I could, I could see that happening and it should happen, to be honest. Uh, I think it was a good match for Cedric Alexander to win as well. Yeah, I think we discussed uh, it last week. He was never going to drop the title here. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But but I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Cedric Alexander. Uh, is it I like his must- ring work. Is it because you're a Mustafa Ali fan and he lost at WrestleMania? Is that exactly. what it is? Exactly, man. Two tragedies. One, Ali not on the card. Two, the cards in Saudi Arabia. But um, how do you think they would have reacted if it was Mustafa Ali? I know he's got the Pakistani heritage, but I'm sure even the great Khali got a great reaction uh, being from <laughs> India. Um, yeah, I was surprised people were dancing to his music. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't want to. To be honest, I don't want to get into the whole politics yeah. of it all because if I do, I would sort of poop yeah. uh, on the event. But uh, I don't want to be a party people. Hmm. Um, but, but we've seen most of Ali and Cedric on the bigger stage. That can wait a little bit more. Exactly, it can wait. It can wait. And and to be honest, we we we, we saw some in ring segment from. Um, the new, uh, uh, you know, South, South Arabian uh, signees. Yeah. I think that that balanced it out. I, I didn't see the need of Ali to be there. Well, let's discuss him that. That was, uh, obviously, that took place later on in the night, but while we're here, um, Arif was clearly very happy with Arya and Sean Davari, formerly Khosrow Davari, surprisingly. Yes. The rig, waving the Iranian f- flag proudly. Obviously, we yes. knew how that was going to end up. The four new Saudi signings taking them out that Mansoor guy with the long hair the one who looks like Seth Rollins he can be a star because he can talk they can talk yeah, yeah they can surprisingly. talk obviously the big Faisal guy he he couldn't he was more the one who did that body slam on it the power slam yes. uh, but yeah. I thought the guy with the long hair I think Mansoor was his name keep an eye on him I think for someone who can talk that naturally in your first appearance in front of 60,000 people fair enough they're your people but to talk that confidently with the spotlights on you that's pretty that's pretty good Definitely, and he and he had that WWE sort of uh, prowess yeah. about him as well. Really enjoyed that segment, man. Uh, I just wished uh, Iran could have could have dropped a few more 
A bit of a fight. Put up a bit of a fight. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Nice to see Davari, though. Yeah, Sean was, Looking good as well. Definitely. Yeah, it should be part of uh, yeah. 205 Live. Yeah. I think, obviously, that makes sense. Obviously, going off topic slightly, with the rumours of the tag team titles coming, I mean, yeah. quite fitting to have his brother turn up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but He's yeah, back to the Cedric Alexander Kalisto match. Personally, I thought they were great spots. Um, I do think they held back slightly. I don't know what it was. It just felt like there could have been something to take it to that next level, which they didn't. And I can say that for quite a few matches, which we'll get on to. Um, I love the finish, the Salida del Sol into the lumbar check. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought that's the best way to finish this match. Um, I'd give that a three for that finish. Two and a half without the finish, three because of that finish. For me, that was the highlight of the night, despite some good spots. Not great, but good spots. Yeah, so yeah, there were some 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 good spots, but but for me, the John Cena and Triple H match mm. um, had a lot more than this match. Um, Again, can't argue with that, guys. Uh, but so 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 saying that, I would give it I would give it about um, two and a half stars. I think the way to look at it is, even though these you know the four competitors in these opening two matches. There's no real story to it. There's no feud storyline. But I did think Triple H and John Cena had better storytelling in their match, like it was yep. a feud, compared to Cedric and Kalisto, where you can tell it was a one-off title challenge. Definitely, uh, that, I mean. that's the thing. That's the thing, and that's why you felt like they did hold things back a bit. And I think it, that's not the case of the rest of the matches. I think every other match had that storytelling aspect because the feuds were there. Like the um, you know the Jeff Hardy and Jinder United States title, the Bludgeon yeah. Brothers, yeah. Styles and Nakamura, obviously probably the biggest. Reigns and Lesnar, for God's sake, they were all like genuine stories. Whereas the opening two matches were, you could say throwaway matches. Yeah, that makes sense. But they did a good job, even though there was no feud. I think the most they could do was a video package, if you know what I mean. It's for based on that, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was solid. It was uh, yeah. it was a solid match, but. Um, Again, it's a glorified house show, so... I think two and, a, so, two and a half, three, for me, it's it's fine. Two and a half or three, I'd be happy with with either of those. Let's agree to uh, to them. Let's, Let's agree, agree to that, yeah. Obviously, keep, you know, let us know what you thought of it. You listeners might have absolutely hated it. For a while, <laughs> we're just hyping this up. Um, the third match was the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Vacant titles, obviously, because Nicholas, with his hectic schedule... And Braun Strowman vacated them on Raw the night after WrestleMania. Um, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, I think they call themselves the Deleter of Worlds. Great name. Deleter of Worlds. A fantastic name. Yeah, great name. Fantastic. Uh, defeated the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, which again, I think we said would happen. I think it was you know, common knowledge considering they're on SmackDown now, so it absolutely makes no sense to have a SmackDown team win the Raw titles when you're involved in a stacked tag team division on SmackDown and you can just dive into that yeah. now. Um, one thing I did like was the chemistry between Bray and Matt on the same team. I think they got better chemistry side to side than they did opposite each other when they were had their singles <laughs> feud. Um, especially Bray on the apron I thought was gold really um, with his facial expressions and stuff like that. The match itself I mean it was I think it's the predictability factor the most this is arguably the most predictable of the night, um, which you could say you probably lost a little bit of interest in it 
you weren't as invested in because you thought, right, yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro are going to lose, and then you know they can focus on their respective teams in the, on their rosters, Raw or SmackDown. Um, for me, nothing real stand out, sadly, here. One thing I would like to say is I hope WWE doesn't pull the plug on Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt yet. I think with Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt can revive his career a little bit more. Um, rather than splitting up soon and then he falls to the bottom of the pile again. I think Matt is that catalyst to help him. Yeah, he is. And and to be honest, the fit you're right, the fit the fitting together very, very well. Um it, it, it does it does feel like uh, Bray Wyatt is is, is is part of that uh mm. that, that broken universe now. Um uh, the chemistry, the moveset their 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 their, uh, their wheelbarrow into twist of yeah. fate finisher at the end, uh, brilliant. That 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 for me was a highlight. Um, I think I think Matt Hardy is such a such a fun character though. Yeah, such That's... a fun character, and he brings something new to, to 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 Bray Wyatt. He brings a new lease of life, and you're right, Bray Wyatt does need that to 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 extend his uh, character. Exactly. I mean. This, there's been a few rumors out there that um, Bo Dallas and yeah. Curtis Axel might join. As, he uh, tweeted them about fixing them. Obviously, ah, okay. with the Miz going to SmackDown and Seth Rollins not wanting to reform the Shield and Finn Balor not wanting to have them in the club. Obviously, they're probably looking for a new leader, which makes sense. At the end of the day, I wouldn't put them in get them involved in the broken universe for the sake of it i think if it fits do it yeah if it doesn't yeah. don't force it because i don't want anything taking the limelight away from matt hardy and bray wyatt continue Definitely. them together Definitely. continue dominating if it's a long feud or if they're side by side for a, a long period of time i think then you can potentially add more people into that family or that universe but not now let the focus be on bray um, let Mahardy help him be, you know, reach the top again. And obviously, they're going to split up at one point. He's probably going to go back into the Blake of reincarnation or whatever, the Hardy compound, find whatever disappeared in there and turn on him. And hopefully, he's a big star, a big name star. But I think if that happens too soon, it's going to flop. I think this whole joining the uh, Walken family is just going to be pointless if that happens. Yeah, definitely. And I, and, and I think this was... Um... I think this was the curse of the match, really. That that this match just basically sets up um, their, their their title run, their 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 tag team dynamic together. Yeah. Um. So so, who do you think they're gonna face next? I knew you were gonna ask that. Um, <laughs> that's a hard one to answer. Um. So who is on Raw? I think the revival is a step down for me. I don't oh, know what okay. it is. I love the revival NXT. I think their injuries have just cursed them. But they got a good spot in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's true. I thought Dash Wilder would go over straight away, but no, he stayed in there for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the Authors of Pain make sense, unless you're going to bury the Authors of Pain, which they shouldn't. So perhaps yeah. avoid them at the minute. Um, I mean, who else is there? Brizango? No. Would you have them facing uh, Kevin Owens and saying Samson? It, it could be that. Keep, keep in mind, they do feature in a three count in some way, so I won't spoil everything okay, yet. Okay, okay. It's, it has to be probably down the line. Drew and Dolph, I think, um, would be one. As as the heels, technically, even though they're getting cheered. Well, Drew's getting cheered. Um, that's the thing. It's tricky for me because the better teams are on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, I would have liked to see something 
something more happening with uh, with the bar, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because this, see, 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 watching this match, you know that all four superstars could pull out something, something spectacular. And we saw that with the bar and the Hardy Boys. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's exactly. just basically replacing Bray, who's not as good as Jeff, especially because <laughs> the thing's ongoing is where booking-wise yeah. and nobody's invested in it. I think if the bar stayed on in Raw now, we could have got a decent feud out of it. But I'm not complaining at the bar on SmackDown. I think Sheamus and Cesaro can do good things on SmackDown. Yeah, they can do. Definitely can do. Um, and I think the future's bright for the bar, and I think the future's bright for the deleter of worlds, but... Again, I'd um, say that if they're together for a while. They should be. They should be. And I think they are going to be, especially if they've uh, moved over uh, Jeff Hardy to, yeah. to sort of keep him clear of the whole Delita world scenario. Mm. Um, look, you know, you know, the next few matches, they are going to be a bit more exciting. They're yeah. going to be exciting bouts. Um, I think, I think, I think for me, this was a very um, ob- objective driven match. Um, yeah. that, 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 that you know you weren't supposed to, um, uh, uh, you know, not not necessarily put the part down, completely squash them, dominate them. Yeah. It was a quick match, um, uh, bit of back and forth exchange, um, but but look, it was never in doubt. The delete yeah. of worlds were always going to get the win. That's the thing. So, Before the match, the predictability factor made me think, yeah, it's just. However long they're going to get, it's just going to be the same result. What I will say, though, is I know, I think it was during the pre-show, um, the bar had a backstage segment. I know the, those cringy selfie segments that they do, which I'm not a fan of. Um, they had one of them where they were talking about the match, and I think that got me more interested in the match than anything else, slightly. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. I think out of the top three, this was probably the worst for me. Oh, okay. Okay. So what how many stars would you give it? A two. A two. Yeah, and it's only because of the predictability. Do you know what I mean? It's and you could have had a twenty minute match, but then you would have made fans sit through twenty minutes knowing what the result is. Yeah. It was what, ten minutes, less than ten minutes. But To be honest, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It was it was it was something it was something stupid like uh, seven minutes. Seven yeah. minutes match. It's exactly what you would have expected. Exactly. There's yeah. nothing there that you thought, oh wow, this is a surprise. No, yeah. it was exactly what you expected. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, look, it was a glorified house show. Um, the superstar shakeup sort of ruined things. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know why there was a whole tournament um, on Raw building yeah. up to this match, but because it didn't, it it, it didn't feel like a combination of. Um, mm. You know, uh, a, a, a culmination of wins leading to this big title win. I think it was a cheap way to give the title to somebody after they've just been vacated. I think yeah. you could have had a lot of feud. You know how you remember how Sheamus and Zara had their best of seven series and they couldn't find a win and then they teamed up. I thought yes. something along those lines where the, the, just match after match, you can't find a winner or something along those lines, and you have a worthy win and not just. Two matches and then here you're in the final. Oh look, you've beaten the bar who have been dominating the tag team scene for the best part yeah. of the year, and this is just because we need tag team champions and one of them's on SmackDown now. That's yeah. why I wasn't a fan of this. No, it's not a knock on Bray or Matt or even the bar. It's not their fault. It's the fact that everybody knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that was just it. There's no way around that. Uh, fair to say too. 
Yeah, definitely. Two. Give it a two. Uh, and then we had the United States Championship match over on SmackDown. Jeff Hardy defending the title against Jinder. How would you say Jinder was received by the Saudi Arabia audience? It was better than expected. I thought he was going to get booed out of the, out of the stadium. But he, but he, but he wasn't. Same. <laughs> same, same, same. He wasn't. Um, I, I, I think... I, I, I don't think the crowd was completely into him. I don't think the, the crowd was completely into uh, this whole match. Yeah. Um, you could see that by the guys in the front row who just... So it, and the phone's so walking around. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, the, the match itself lasted little over six minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. Hmm. Um, you know, yeah, okay. There was there was a bit bit of build up towards this match, and yeah. there was this chance that maybe WWE might put a put a span in the works and. Might do a classic switcheroo with the titles. Did we say that? Did we say Jinder Mahal would win? I know I said it. I'm just trying to get someone else on my side because <laughs> I, I was wrong. Hey, man, it would have been me. I, I hardly yeah. agree with you, man. I think, yeah, so. we did, not unanimously, but we did say that Jinder Mahal could win. There were reports of it as well that because he lost twice in a row means he could win the title. Um, and obviously that means Jinder would bring, because Jinder can't switch to SmackDown, as Kangle said, that could have brought the US title to SmackDown and the Intercontinental potentially, uh, to Raw, sorry, the Intercontinental title potentially to SmackDown, depending on that outcome. Um, that didn't happen. Um, it didn't happen, yeah. Um, I think I, I was interested in the storyline because you immediately had Jinder lose to Jeff Hardy and then you had Chad Gable beat him the week after as well, so you wanted to know what could happen. In the ring, I, I liked Jinder's style, those knees, yes. the hard-hitting style. Uh, keeping Jeff Hardy down but there was one moment in the match where the rating for me just plummeted uh, that whisper in the wind where Jinder moved out of the way yet still bumped in that massive botch did you notice that? it was hard to ignore uh, yes it was, yes yes yes, yes, it was, yes. Uh, I just thought oh, man at this level I don't blame Jeff for it Jinder should have just like improvised <laughs> just flopped yeah. after he got hit and Jinder went on Twitter and said, relax, I was just playing possum. You can sugarcoat it all you want. It was a botch. Uh, and for me, that just, you know, just told the whole story of this match. Yeah, it wasn't predictable because I thought Jinder would win. So there's that. And you know how much I love Jeff Hardy, so I'm going to be slightly biased towards him. But when I said the match wasn't great, it's, it says a lot. Yeah, so so you're right. So Jinder Mahal, his, his in-ring style has improved. You're right. Completely right. Especially since the last year, and yeah. you want to see him, you know, have these meaningful fights in meaningful, meaningful storylines against meaningful, meaningful guys like Jeff Hardy, right? Yeah. And I think this, the build-up to this match, had that in place. It really had that in place. So, so we were expecting something better, but, 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 but I think Jeff Hardy's a bit more stiffer. His best days are all behind him. I sort yeah. of mentioned that last week on the podcast. But but Jinder Mahal himself he he didn't he didn't look quite right he did it seemed like he did fumble his way through a lot of news he let himself down in that match I felt especially that definitely. match uh, definitely especially from the last two weeks uh, you know losing yeah. against the likes of Chad Gable um, I I was worried about this I was worried yeah. about this last week um, I'm I'm even more so now. Um, I think we're going to see a bit of a slide. I don't think Jinder Mahal has been handled 
properly on Raw. Well, there has been that rumour that he and when Jason Jordan returns, they could feud with Seth Rollins. I don't know if that's going to be for the title or not. I'm not sure. Um, Obviously, after last night, we'll see whether that's still the case. I mean, you can't ditch a plan for him because he botched. I mean, it happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the thing is with uh, Jinder Mahal, he's 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 very much a uh, he's a very much this xenophobic sort of a uh, character. He suits yeah. having the, the 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 U.S. title around him, exactly. the WWE yeah. title around him, just as props to get these boos, just yeah. to just to feel like he's held the WWE hostage yeah. somehow. Um, and he worked as this this incredible incredible heel uh, character, but 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 this match, I think this for me this match felt like if he was being slowly but surely buried. Yeah, I don't like seeing that. I think for his sake, I hope the house show aspect played into it, where the result doesn't matter, and yeah. whatever plans they have for him, hopefully big, they continue. That's yeah. what I hope. Whether that's the case, I don't know. It should be, because he's a good heel. And I do think the United States title around his waist is a lot more meaningful because he's that foreign villain. And look, I've got your United States title, you bow down to me. <laughs> you know, Obviously, we know he's Canadian, but obviously the Indian heritage, the Maharaja, has got the US title. And you people have been saying this and that to me, and now I've got your title. You know, stuff like that. Intercontinental title can work, but I think Jinder works better with the US title, which is why I thought he should have beat Jeff Hardy, took the title back to Raw and let the Intercontinental title go potentially to the Miz on SmackDown. But yeah, what yep. would you what would you rate this? I would give this for me the excitement was there, but I would give this one and a half. Okay. Because of because of all the fumbles, I I I, I think this is a, a throwaway match. I yeah. think this became. I think this has become a match. I'm not going to remember. Yeah. I'm not going to remember. I was going to say two, but then I realised the botch, and as I said, that made the rating go down for me. It decreased. Yeah. I'll say one and a half. As in, that shouldn't be happening at that level. Which, I, I don't know. Let's just let's just not talk about that. Uh, the fifth match, which took us halfway through. The evening was the second of two tag team championship matches. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, they defeated the Usos in the shortest match of the night. I think it was five minutes. Five minutes? Can, can you really do anything meaningful in five minutes? I think this is the best thing that could have happened. Really? Yeah, because fair enough is the Usos, but I think utter chaos and destruction is the best way to protect the Bludgeon Brothers and build them up as two guys who cannot lose. Especially with such a stacked tag team roster on SmackDown now. They need to step their game up. The bar yeah. aren't going to be easy. Sanity are coming. The Usos are still here. New Day are still here. You need to do something to stand out. And I feel like with that kind of performance and destroying arguably the tag team of the year in the Usos in easy fashion, you could say, shows that WWE haven't given up on them. And mm-hmm. that they're going to be very difficult to topple as champions, which ultimately and potentially makes SmackDown's tag team division more exciting as who can beat Harper and Rowan. And I think if the Usos got too much offense in the match, that for me would have taken something away from Harper and Rowan as the beatable. The only way they've lost so far is a roll-up because of a distraction. Yeah. And I think destruction is the best way forward for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean five minutes. What can you really... Yeah. 
really doing five minutes. So, so the best way to go about this was making the Bludgeon Brothers look stronger. Yeah. Uh, and they certainly did that. They certainly did that. Um, you know, at WrestleMania, I didn't quite, I didn't quite feel, I didn't quite soak up the fact that they had become the SmackDown yeah. Tag Team Champions. I think the best thing they've that, done so far is, sorry to cut you off, is that Fastlane. Do you remember when they interrupted the match? Yes. And they destroyed the Usos yes. and the New Day. Yes. That is yes. The, that's the level they need to get at again. Is yeah. You can try what you want. But we're not dropping these titles anytime soon. Absolutely, and they had they had aspects of this uh, on SmackDown leading up to this match. But actually, seeing them being dominant in yeah. this match, I think you're right. It was it was the best thing that they could have done. Uh, best thing WWE could have done. Um, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it does you know end up in 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 nothing. It does end up yeah. into a you know a forgettable throwaway match. Mm. Uh, but but at least it served its purpose. Yeah. It served its purpose in sort of solidifying the the Bludgeon Brothers yeah. uh, a bit more. And for me, uh, rating wise, it, it it gets a solid two. Yeah, I think you're right. It did what it was supposed to, but I think it does help the Usos as well because they're going to be faces, and by you know getting destroyed, the fans are going to be on their side. Like you know, we sympathise with you now. Because nobody can beat these monsters, which is why I won't be surprised if a big team like the Bar, surprisingly or shockingly, get, get squashed one week. As in, like, what the hell just happened? Do you know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. something of that stature needs to happen to help the Bludgeon. Again, a destructive win for them against any team doesn't hurt the other team because it's still a competitive tag team. Seeing you're not going to get lost in the pack, which is important. And I agree. Well, I, I'd give it a solid two. Even though we knew the Bludgeon Brothers wouldn't win, but I don't think having a quick match or destroying the Usos, you know, I don't think it hurts anybody. Well, you've still got the likes of um, New Day. Sanity You've got arriving. the Usos. Sanity's arriving. The bar. Uh, this is going to be an incredibly stacked tag team division. Exactly. Incredibly talented. And that's why I'm saying the Bludgeon Brothers need to be more destructive yeah. than ever to sit on top of that pile. We don't want Harper and Rowan to go back to being what they were. You know, just an afterthought. They yeah. need the destructive wins. And this is why I wouldn't mind them beating a big team quite easily. So we agree on two there. And that Absolutely. took us... That's the first half of the show. Overall, the first half of the show, I think, was good. It was solid. Look, yeah. it was a very solid match. And going into this whole pay-per-view, uh, this, this whole special... I I hated it, hated it. But oh, we know but these matches. We know, you know. Uh, but these matches, um, they surprised me. There was they were yeah. pleasant to watch, and and you know what? By the end of the first half, I actually wanted to see more of these sort of events. Mm. I wanted to see these events in in other countries. It reminded me of Beast Beast in the East. Mm. I know, like it it had some throwaway matches, like something stupid, like Brock versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah. But it was nice. It was nice feeling that different sort of vibe, that different sort of culture. So as well, they all react in different well, ways. Yeah. Not exactly. being biased or anything, but I do think uh, we have some of the best crowds. So if WWE wants to come to the UK for an event like this anytime soon, I don't think anybody is going to mind at all. <laughs> Not at all. And with that, let's move on to the three count. If you don't know what that is, it's a quick segment. Sometimes uh, running through three interesting rumors slash. 
uh, discussion points. We decide whether they could be true or not, our thoughts on them, things like that. Just a nice little break from the uh, greatest Royal Rumble review. Does that sound good to you? Sounds perfect. The three count is one of my most excited, exciting moments. Uh, Best part of the week. Gets me thinking. It is. It is. (laughs) At one, we have, as I said earlier, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, as we know, Dolph Ziggler moved to Monday Night Raw in the Superstar Shake-Up. He didn't come alone. He brought Drew McIntyre with him, who has been called up from NXT. And obviously, everyone is wondering what this could lead to. I think we know a turn is bound to happen at some point. Um, apparently, there are two roads the WWE can go down. And I think the big thing to take into account right now, other than the possibility of Ziggler and McIntyre winning the Raw Tag Team titles, which I said could happen... Um, we need to remember that McIntyre is going to get a big push. As in one that actually works out this time, not <laughs> the chosen one last time and then ending up in 3MB. Um, one plan we could see is McIntyre helping Ziggler turn into a bigger star and becoming more relevant and saying it's because of him that Ziggler is at the top again. And the yeah. second, it revolves around Dolph's contract. Um, he still hasn't signed a new deal. Um Dolph Ziggler, his contract is set to expire in the summer. If they don't agree on a new deal, then they could have McIntyre beat him and effectively he could go down as the one that sent Ziggler packing. He got rid of Ziggler, he's gone because of McIntyre and, you know, he'd turn on him or something like that and then, yeah, again, he'd be the man that goes down as one that got rid of Ziggler in the WWE. At the end of the spectrum, Ziggler could sign a new deal by then for all we know. And that could change their plans. But obviously, as it stands, these are the plans that could happen. And I think Dolph's contract and the fact that he's expiring could play a big role. At the end of the day, he could be there simply to help McIntyre, you know, help elevate him into that next level and then phase out. Yeah. That wouldn't be surprising, no. Do, do, do you think he could he could leave and but eventually come back in, say, two years' time? If he wants to. I know he's got adventures outside, comedy a bit of politics, which we don't discuss on this show. Um, yeah, but how relevant will he be? He had, for me, he came back too soon in the first place. He did, he did. Can Way two too years, soon. Can two years out help him? I like to think so, yeah. You know what, I like to think two years out can help him. Personally, that's what I want happening. I think I think the perfect, perfect, perfect storyline would be uh, Drew McIntyre phases him out, makes him leave WWE, he takes his much-needed break that he's been publicly uh, asking, making clear, absolutely clear that he wants a break from WWE. I think this might be a good opportunity for WWE to give him that, hmm. to give him that, uh, you know, two years to sort of find his find his footing outside of outside of WWE. We know he's very talented. We know he keeps himself very busy with the com- comedy shows. I'm not going to talk about the politics. <laughs> Uh, especially on the, the greatest Royal Rumble review show, yeah. but uh, but 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 for me that would be because I don't want to see him go. I don't want to see him leave. I think Dolph Ziggler is too good to be to be to be anywhere outside WWE. The way I think about um, it is, I'd rather have Dolph leave, do his other ventures, keep himself happy, and then come back than keep him here on a new deal. And yeah. still be as irrelevant as he is. Exactly, and you you know by the end of this feud, that's what's going to happen. You exactly. know, Drew McIntyre is going to come out better and stronger for having one up on Dolph Ziggler, which I think is the right thing to do because McIntyre now with the beard, especially, looks like a star still. 
even though he's not he as young does. as he was when he, you know, was the chosen one, he can still he be the big star more naturally than he can by being, you know, forcibly pushed like he was last time. But I don't want WWE to rush this because I think yeah. this pairing of Drew Drew McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler, especially the entrance, I love the entrance. Yeah, where he just cuts off. I think I think the whole thing is gold. I think their their chemistry works well together. Um, so I don't want them to rush the storyline. I don't, I don't want them to rush proceedings. I don't think they will because I do think they're going to win the Raw Tag Team Titles before anything, before any of that happens. They should. They should need a good run. They need a good heel Raw Tag Team. I think they can work work out to be something like the Bar as well. I don't think it's because last week, where uh, they sort of yeah yeah fall out with each other. Last week, um, when I mentioned it, obviously scouring through social media, a lot of people saying they get the vibe of Shawn Michaels and Diesel, two dudes with attitudes, which I guess makes sense. Obviously, so because, Diesel, because Diesel was the bodyguard and ended up becoming a massive star by beating Michaels, which I guess going down that blueprint isn't the worst idea. If the, if the plan is to get Ziggler out and he doesn't want to re-sign, that's probably the best way to do it. But yeah, I think this could be a good feud leading into the summer, depending on when they break up and stuff. If it happens next week, it's going to flop. Keep them together, as you said. At two is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. This actually took place on Raw, or apparently took place on Raw. Uh, so this was before the Greatest Royal Rumble, which was yesterday, Friday the 27th of April. Uh, some eagle-eyed fans on social media noticed that during the segment with Lesnar, Reigns and Paul Heyman, before Reigns came out of the ring, the cameraman kept cutting to the same couple of fans near the front row that were chanting for Roman throughout the segment at regular intervals. Apparently, it's been claimed that they could have been planted there by WWE. Okay. Uh, planted, yeah, by the company themselves, probably to get the chance going, probably to show that there is support for Reigns. But yeah, I'm sure you can imagine how that went down on platforms like Twitter when it was going around that. You know, they were showing the same people two or three times. They don't do that unless, unless you're trying to force something. Exactly. It's silly though. It's very silly. It, it is more silly, harm but than good. exactly, especially when it when it becomes obvious that that they're they're still trying to force feed Roman Reigns down our neck. I I I I hate it. Look, it just for me that just buries Roman Reigns even more. Mm. I just hate him, hate him, hate him even more. And I think I think the fans that are going to be you know picking up on these sort of things are going to. It gives gonna them a reason. Yeah. It gives them a yeah. reason to boom or just like. If, without spoiling it, if Reigns did end up beating Lesnar the Greatest Royal Rumble, which you'll find Spoiler. out as we discuss it, I think if that happened in Saudi Arabia, you can't say, oh, yeah, it's always blown over. No, when he comes back to the US, it is going to be toxic when he enters because they'll hate Reigns for being the title and they'll hate WWE for doing it in such a cheap manner. Yeah. Which is, I think this, in a sense, plays the same way that we're going to boo him even more because you're taking the steps to get him forced to cheers. But it's I mean? desperation. It's desperation, isn't it, on, mm. on, on, on WWE's behalf. Like, they want him to be the next uh, John Cena, the next Hulk Hogan. Yeah. They want him to be the next uh, super good guy. Um, you know, honest, and did, super you good guy. did you expect anything else from the company, though, let's be honest? Uh, <laughs> That's just typical, No, but, like, yeah. how, how do you get him to be cheered, then? You, I, I think... The answer to that is everyone's going to say it's turned heel. Because then we'll cheer for him then. That's what it is. <laughs> we'll cheer for him as heel. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just what it is. But yeah, I found that a little bit interesting and a little bit sad. 
But yeah, at three, we have some information from the Wrestling Observer on the heels and faces in WWE. In particular, who the company sees as their main event faces and their main event heels on both SmackDown and Raw now that the shakeup is over. So obviously they have their kind of hierarchy. These are our main main event good guys. These are our main event bad guys. These are our mid-card good guys. You know what I mean? Like, yep. that's how they've apparently sorted it out. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want your opinion on what you think of them. On Raw, the top faces they have, or who do we consider as their faces, are Roman Reigns, which, I mean, we just said that. Uh, Braun Strowman, which you can't argue. Um, yeah. John Cena, I thought he was a free agent, so it was interesting to see his name there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, free agent, as in he can appear whenever he wants. Uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I think that's a okay. solid... Solid group, even with Reigns. I think arguably you could say, week in, week out, Strowman's the one. Now, um, your top face. Definitely, definitely. I think I think that's 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 the guy the fans want um, to okay, cheer for. Yeah, let's think of it this way. We say Strowman is the biggest face. WWE say Reigns is the biggest face. That's the yeah. difference. That's what it is. Uh, opposite of them, the main event heels on Raw are Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Baron Ooh. Corbin, and rather surprisingly... And apparently, it's not confirmed, but Elias is considered the top heel, which to me is, I don't know, I like Elias, but then when you consider their mid-card, so the, the mid-card faces are Bobby Roode and Big Show, who's apparently signed a new deal, mm. and the mid-card heels are Kane whenever he comes out, and Jinder Mahal. My thought process would be Jinder's the top, yes. and Elias is middle, but I don't hate that because I like Elias. No, Elias. Elias is brilliant. Exactly. Elias is brilliant, and 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 talking about the greatest Royal Rumble, he got some fantastic spots, some fantastic yeah. eliminations. Oh, in he the, had possibly the best stint, other than the winner. He possibly had the best. Stint. I think it was three eliminations very quickly. He got Kurt Angle out. I think. I mean, yes, he got the boss out. The yeah. boss. And look for me, Elias. The fans were hot. During his entrance, yeah. they were singing along, chanting along in Saudi freaking Arabia. Who would have thought in Saudi freaking Arabia? Yeah. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Elias crowd. Yeah. They were walking with Elias. They've never walked with anybody else exactly. uh, in, in their life, uh, and they're walking with Elias. Um, so, 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 I to be honest, I would have expected him a lot more higher than that. Yeah. A lot more higher. Um. Jinder as well, I thought Jinder would be considered a main event heel. Obviously, it can change. Baron Corbin, I'm not surprised to see him there. We did discuss last week that Vince is a big fan of his, could get pushed on, yep. on, on Raw, but I think attacking No Way Jose isn't the way to do that. Um, but yeah. Again, well, I, I, would have, I would have put Baron Corbin in Kane's spot. Yeah. Personally, I, I think he's more of a oh, you bring him mid-carder. Okay. Definitely, definitely. I, mm. I, I, think, I do think he needs to be built up. I don't think he should be Challenging for challenging for any intertitle or WWE title, okay. I think he needs to be built up a bit. You know, have that have that Jinder Mahal spot, have that Kane spot. So you'd Best swap. Way so you'd swap Baron Corbin for Jinder Mahal. Oh, definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I can't argue with that, but I think I'm going along the lines of what WWE has planned. So I'm going to stick with that. See how it plays out. It could flop for all we know. I mean, it might not work out. Yeah, he wins the money in the bank and loses yeah, again. Exactly. He's done it before, he'll do it yeah. again. Um, so, obviously, I think the plans will change if and when Brock Lesnar's out of the picture. That could you know, blow the whole thing up. Anybody can be in that top role. But yeah, that's a story for a different day. Uh, overall, SmackDown. SmackDown has some interesting names as well. Okay. Again, with the heels, I said, the more uh, the more interesting. 
Uh, the main event faces we have the obvious AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and Jeff Hardy. No surprises there. I mean, they are the top top four good guys. Uh, the top heels: Shinsuke Nakamura, Ooh, Samoa, okay. Samoa Joe. Fantastic. The Miz, as you said last week. I mean, there's and two big cast and Andrade Almas are considered main event heels. They're That's... not. They're not in the mid card role. And my assumption is because of the two-hour element compared to the three-hour element. Do you know what I mean? I think Possibly. that's what it is. Um, Big Cass has got Daniel Bryan in his first match back, which for him, as much as fans hate it, for him, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But 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 I'm going to be honest with you, in the Greatest Royal Rumble, he looked freaking good. He did, even though he slipped on his way in. Not like Titus. <laughs> Titus, hey. Titus had the greatest moment in Royal Rumble Hey, history. we've got a special segment just for Titus. I mean, no joke, if you're listening, just type in Titus O'Neil on social media and you will be entertained for an hour straight. <laughs> of Titus tripping over and his entire six-foot-whatever body disappearing in the, under the ring. Not his head, yeah. his entire yes. body. His entire body was ridiculous, though, just, wasn't it? it was, oh, I, I can't believe that. Even the commentary team absolutely <laughs> lost it. <laughs> which credit to the commentary team by that I thought the commentators were pretty good um, in Saudi Arabia but yeah what do you think of Andrade Almas being considered a main event here I'm a big fan of Andrade especially with as we said last week the fact it is Zelina Vega that she's Definitely. the catalyst there look the Smackdown I've never been so excited for Smackdown in my life I think the roster I've talked about the tag team division I think the women's divisions picked up especially with Asuka but yeah Having 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 the 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 main eventers, uh, Big Cass does look like he's going to be gold for SmackDown. Vince loves him. Vince um, loves that. That as in we tried to make. I'm not here to fight his case, but you know we tried to make explain that this is Vince's idea of heaven. Big Cass is exactly what you'd want. Vince would want in a superstar. Okay, he's not the best talker, but for Vince, he looks like a million dollars. Do you know what I mean? He does. He does. And and look. I think I think you could always 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 pair him up with somebody else to do the talking later on. I think talking can be developed. It's a skill that uh, you need more experience for, and, there is and one that's rumor. why there's one more rumor um, that he's been brought in by the Miz to do his dirty work for him. I.e. Daniel Bryan. For now, Ooh, I... before I think in a way it makes sense because Big Cass can be that guy who destroys Bryan. And the big reveal to set up the feud eventually is that the Miz was avoiding him by doing this. Yes, yes, which I think well, works out. But I don't, I don't I, want it to negatively affect Big Cass in the long run either. I think he can be good on SmackDown on Raw, no chance on SmackDown. I think he can be that main event heel. Yeah, because because he did come out for Miss TV. Yeah. He did come out for Miss TV, and I enjoyed that spot. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. Big Cass in that spot. His also, I like makes sense. I was sure I got bullied. All you have to do is grow up to be seven feet, and then you can bully people. I mean, yep. we don't have that luxury. Bully people. We don't right? have that luxury of becoming seven feet and bullying, <laughs> bullying the people who bullied you. I mean, exactly. I'm bullying you because you remind me of me. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes no sense. But but saying that, I, I did like the Miz. I did like mm. the Miz in that sort of dynamic, um, and I can see that dynamic that you you just mentioned. The rumors playing playing off quite well. Um, it's good because it keeps the Miz and Daniel Bryan match. It sort of saves it for the summer if they're going to go the SummerSlam route. Yeah, I would love to see at WrestleMania. I think some WrestleMania caliber 
caliber match. It's been years in the making. Um, you know, and, and that's why Big Cass would work well as a main eventer uh, in the main event slots. Yeah. Um, he can be built up towards being main eventer as well. Other than Joe, he's the only real monster that they have, which can work. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of Corbin. He, which... he needs building up to yeah, as well, right? He exactly. needs to be built up as a monster. And I think pairing him up against Daniel Bryan is the right way then. Yeah. As in to get Big Castle's booze, which is what they want, and get Bryan those cheers. I think one theory, I forgot who said it from Give Me Sports, somebody said it, was um, they'd like the idea of Bryan challenging for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. And then before that, the Miz has the money in the bank and then cashes in. And that's a way you can extend the feud as well. Things like that. To, get, yeah. to always have the Miz end up getting one over on Brian, even though Brian requested to bring the Miz in to yeah. to SmackDown. That's how you extend that feud without forcing it. Don't just do it for the sake of the two are now on the same show. This hey, I called the, it last yeah. week. I'm going to call it again. This is going to be the story of the summer. Ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out for this for this fun storyline. It's gonna be it's gonna be immense, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't doubt it one bit. So yeah, that was the three. Come, let us know what you thought about those rumors and headlines. If you had any of your own, um, please let us know. Let's jump back into the Grid Store Rumble. Five matches left. Um, which one were we on? Which was the sixth match of the evening? It was the Intercontinental Championship match. The ladder yes. match, Seth Rollins defeating Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. And the one thing I want to say about this is, as soon as Jinder Mahal lost, it instantly took out The Miz and Samoa Joe, which is a shame. It is. And, it you, is, can't, it and is. you can't even say switching the match order would have helped, because if some, if Seth Rollins won first, then we know Jeff Hardy would have retained. Yep, yep, yep. But saying that, um, on... Isn't the Miz and Seth Rollins going to yes. face off at Backlash? Yes. So there was still a chance. There is still a chance, but I think on this night in particular, it's predictable. It, if you know it, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I did like is okay. One thing that annoyed me was there were ladders. The ladders were used very well. Samoa Joe was being a monster. You have four amazing athletes in the ring, and this is where I started to get really frustrated at the fact that the guys at the front row weren't watching the match. <laughs> this Definitely. is what really annoyed me. Um, I mean, in the UK, we don't get ladder matches. We don't get championship ladder matches. We don't get Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samojo, The Miz in one ring. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Fans here yep. would have ate that up and like, you know, we want more of this. So that did annoy me slightly, but I did. It, I love this match. I'm just going to say, I think for me, this was probably the match of the night in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, it did get some This Is Awesome chants yeah. from uh, the Southern Arabian crowd. The, so they, you can tell that the, the ones further yeah. away enjoyed it. They really, really enjoyed it. Um, and the match itself was one of the standout matches of the night. I really, really, really enjoyed this match. Some um, some great spots, some uh, dangerous spots as well, mm. considering that we've been talking about how this is a house show, a glorified house show. Some of some of the matches were very formulatic. Formula, form, there, there you go. The word comes out <laughs> again. Formulatic, but... Uh, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> but this this did have have some dangerous spots and and I like that I like seeing the dynamic between uh, Samoa Joe and the Miz, but then also Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, those sort of little 
interpersonal dynamics really played out really, really well. I think the ending was sort of rushed. Um, yeah. Because I had my family. So my family's not watched a wrestling match with me in a very long time. They watched this match. This match and the, Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble. And they felt like this match was, was, was rushed at the end as well. Yeah. Um, I think... First off, I like the use of the ladders. I thought they used the ladders very well as as actual weapons, not just you know a tool to climb on, rung by rung and get the championship, which I thought was good. I think Samoa Joe did very well with the ladders, especially. Personally, I liked the ending. It did seem a bit rushed, as in the, I mean the actual ending with Finn Balor being ever so close to taking that title, and Rollins, despite being broken, ran to the top and unhooked it in front of his face and dropped down, and then the camera pans to Finn Balor. And you see that reaction on his face like, what just happened? I had this match in the palm of my hands. I can't believe it just slipped through my fingers. Yeah. I love yeah. that that storytelling yeah. aspect of it. Like, again, Finn Balor's come so close. Yeah, he lost the Universal Championship. What has he done since? This was my chance to do it. And it slipped through again. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I think in that aspect, Finn Balor delivered in this yeah. match. Uh, Seth Rollins with his, constantly. you know, I mean, he's always yeah, constantly delivering, right? No surprise. I think it's a surprise when he doesn't deliver. That's what it is. Um, uh, the Miz, he bought this cunning sort yeah. of uh, uh, very reliable wrestling as well aspect to it. So he delivered, and 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 Small Joe as well. Uh, you know, the guy's a monster. The guy's an absolute monster, and yeah. you give him a, a ladder in his hands, he looked genuinely really scary. Mm. And 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 yeah, I mean. Look, my family wasn't uh, sold with the finish, but yeah. but you're right. I think think going forward, it does help. Yeah. Like Storytelling wise, yeah, the match yeah. was probably rushed because you don't usually get 14 minute, 15 minute ladder matches. But the storytelling aspect of it, I thought, was very good. With yeah. Rollins getting one over on Balor again, for me, this was a solid four. Definitely. Solid for um, a brilliant, brilliant match, and you, you know what? I, I I can't wait to to see uh, uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor actually mm. duke it out. Saying that, before we move on to the next match, and my final thought on this is slight rumor that Balor might turn heel sometimes. Ooh, uh, don't quote me on it, unless it's right. Hey, we always quote to... you on it. We've got <laughs> you, we've got you on the podcast saying it now. Yeah, so. uh, that has to happen surely. Uh, well, where, I mean, where, the, where do you go with the band club? But that, the thing with, well, I mean, he has no club at the minute. The, you know, they've gone. I think, put it this way, Balor's going to get cheated either way. But I think it makes sense if Balor continues to come so close time and time and time again until he just snaps. Especially especially with Seth, because yeah. that was the whole That's the whole shock. thing with the with the universal title. Yeah, and that'd be That's exactly what happened. Yeah, so I think that um, would happen. It... I think you're right. I think in a way it should happen. Um, I think it, it would be a terrible idea because <laughs> he's got no sort of he's got no ballet club behind him. So I think heel, it's a yeah. it's a, it would be a terrible idea if they did it too soon. Exactly. With Gallows and Anderson behind him, that was the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, and you know that sort of bullet club dynamic. Yeah. I love the bullet club. Shout out to the bullet club. <laughs> Shout out to Ring of Honor. They're awesome. That's the only time to get a say on this. But yeah, we think that's a four-star rating, solid four-star rating. Then we had 
the rematch of the dream match from WrestleMania 34, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That ended in a double countout um, with Styles retaining the championship. What I want to say about this is I liked the match slightly more than WrestleMania and I can understand now why they held back at WrestleMania because when you have a face and a heel, there's a completely different dynamic than having a face and a face in a match. Yeah. And I think this is where the strong style aspect of Nakamura really comes into play. Because I think strong style really suits a heel who wants to hurt you, who makes it yeah. look like he's hurting you. Um, at first, I hated the double counter. I think it's a cheap way to keep the title on AJ Styles. But I think storytelling-wise, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because they're going to have a match yeah. again. If Styles wins the match, then there's no point of Nakamura getting his rematch. Yeah, I think the the, the finishing of the match was... So, so watching it play out, I wasn't very happy, like yourself. But, but, but I realized, you know what? It really makes sense. Really, really makes sense because, um, you know, I don't, I don't think this was the right pay per view for or, or special right moment for Shinsuke to win the WWE title. Yeah. Um. So, so, so AJ had to defeat Nakamura, right? And having him pin Nakamura would have. Would have really put a damper on his heel turn. Yeah, would have really made him look weak. So a double count out does add well, yeah. and and it, it it leads up it leads up perfectly to their to their trilogy match. Yeah, um, this match for me personally, I thought was better than the WrestleMania match. Not by leaps and bounds. I mean, that's why no, I it was slightly. And again, it's the face and heel dynamic of it, which I think. Yes, and we got the low blow as well, which was great. He played that out very yes. well. Yes. It and but but again, it's um, I mean, I mean, it did well for the whole whole special itself, yeah, played well. It was a solid 14 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, I think it was slightly shorter than the entire championship match, slightly, slightly. It felt that way. I'm yeah. not sure, but I mean, like, these guys have got great chemistry, so like, I'm expecting something better for next time, definitely better than this. Be. Next time. Yeah. It has to be, yeah, um, and and let's be honest. The, the, they are gonna bless they are gonna reach their reach their uh you know rightful greatness place, right? Yeah. They're beating for much. What would you give this star rating then? This is a tr- tricky one for me. So so for me, I would give this a three. A three three and a half. Three and a half. I was I'll put it on par with uh with John Cena and Triple H. Okay, we'll go three and a half. That's that's fine. Um yeah. and then we had a casket match, The Undertaker versus Rusev, um, a, a longer match than his match against John Cena at WrestleMania 34. Uh, again, I think the result was never in, never in any doubt, was it? We knew the Undertaker would win. I think the question I asked last week is: Is it going to be longer or shorter than the Cena match? Which is what, which was what we were focusing on. <laughs> but credit to Rusev, though. I mean, he did get. He looked good in the match. He got a lot of offense in, even though he did end up losing. Um, I mean, there's not a lot I can say about this. It's a typical Undertaker match for someone who's very old now. And I think Rusev held his own, played the role well, and I liked yeah. how both Rusev and Aiden English were got thrown into the casket. I thought that was a pretty cool, pretty cool finish. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to give, I want to give a lot of the credit to uh, Rusev. Yeah, as he played that typical uh, villain role perfectly 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 um it wasn't it wasn't a squash match like the john cena versus undertaker match was 
we got to see a bit more offensive from um, uh, Rusev, uh, a sort of a flip spinning heel kick from Rusev. Um, you know, he really, really made it entertaining. And you're right, you can see The Undertaker uh, on wobbly legs right now. Um, you could, you could, you could see him on, you know, you know, sort of. You can see he's on his way out, and yeah. I think, I think, I think, as fans, we're getting ready for him. Um, it's it's becoming clear that this is the time for him to retire, yeah. you know. But he's going out, he's going out with a bang. He's going out with casket matches. Mm. He's going out by putting two superstars in one casket. Um, I think this is this would just this happened simply to satisfy the Saudi partners. We value yeah. you and we're giving you a guy we never usually use, apart from yeah. one night a year. Definitely, and we'll give definitely. it to you. Um, one thing I do want to credit Rusev's like facial expressions throughout the whole match when he was scared of on top of the casket when he was running up the ramp, scared of the Undertaker sitting up. I think that was good, but that's what you expect from Rusev because he is that good. Hopefully, he can bounce back from it. Obviously, it doesn't change storylines moving forward, but I hope you know being buried doesn't have an effect on whatever the plans are for him. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad by no means, was it? Yeah, no, the, no. the 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 match. It was very. It was very. I think it's what we came to expect, and it was a very fun match yeah. again. What would you give uh, this? Senior Undertaker. Um, I'm gonna give this a solid two and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna call it down right down in the middle. I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was brilliant. I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was serviceable. It was good. Serviceable. Um, then yeah. we had the Universal Championship match. Uh, one that people were looking forward to not in the sense of yes i'm excited looking forward to seeing what's in store for the universal championship um i think either result would have probably disappointed a lot of people either reigns wins or lesnar wins in the end it was brock lesnar who retained the universal championship it was a steel cage match which is why i found it strange that it lasted less than 10 minutes um one thing i know arif was messaging me during this match and he called it he said the cage near the ramp looks really wobbly looks really loose really and he goes do you really? think yeah I, I, I swear down he said i forgot which match you referred to i think it was a big show match he goes, do you think we're gonna get that type of finish and i said to him you got a great point and the next thing you know reigns just spears lesnar through the cage i think you're right you're right because they the signs were there because i remember before brock lesnar entered the uh the steel cage ring he walked around it and yeah. he kept on putting his hands on the steel cage, shaking yeah. it to sort of Apart give the side. effect that it was solid. But it was the completely opposite side. And the fact that, I've said it again, there was no Irish whip at all through that side uh, of, of the ring, which makes sense. And before we get to the finish of the match, which is probably a whole discussion point in itself, what did you think of the match itself? Did you think, did we go with Reigns winning? I'm not sure, I genuinely forgot. I, don't I think we say. all, we all went with uh, Reigns winning. Yeah. Um, Again, and what a surprise! What a surprise! What a swerve! Uh, controversial, controversial for the match itself. I, I, I thought it was a, it, it was a good match. It was a very good bout. I thought, I, I thought it was, um, it was a lot quicker than it should have been. Yeah. Uh, um, I think for a steel cage, you had to be a little more destructive. I think. Yes. Steel cage is where you would have expected Reigns to be bleeding. Like he was at WrestleMania, uh, yes. because you know you're locked in a cage, which is what Brock loves. I think Paul Heyman tried to sell that, but it just didn't work. I think if there was blood there and Reigns being broken and coming close to winning in a cage, that tells you 
that, yeah, okay, Brock loves being in a cage and this is why he wants to go to the UFC because he likes that competition. But yeah. I do think they didn't, they weren't able to take it to that next level, even if they had the tool in the form of a cage there in front of them. I felt it was just finisher city spear. It was basically a contest of who could kick out the most finishers at the end of the day. Um, and there's no way they were going to win by escaping the cage, even though they teased it. I think everyone knew that's not happening. Lesnar's not going to be able to climb that cage and jump down. Um, Reigns, yeah, it was just, it was what I expected from it. And I'm not thrilled by anything about this match. I think I think two things let it down. Um, so, so I don't normally say this about Roman Reigns, but I thought Roman Reigns in the ring, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Brock Lesnar, again, he's a beast. He's brilliant. But the controversial finish at the end and also the match stipulation as well, I, th- I think the match stipulation sort of did hold it back because the way that you win is by escaping, escaping. And, you know, by opening the doors and uh, the door and they were, they were lingering around and Heyman they're waiting for that. Yeah, Heyman did that <laughs> That 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 typical manager spot yeah. where he smashes the uh, the door shut or he he throws in a weapon a foreign object. Yeah. Um, I think I think that sort of took away the momentum hmm. of the match. But I think you could argue that if it was a standard match and Lesnar won, then there's no way Reigns gets a rematch. Which I'm guessing this is the way they're going because if you didn't watch it and you're okay with us spoiling it, Reigns speared Lesnar through the cage. Lesnar hit the floor first, but the rule is your feet have to touch the ground first, which if you look yeah. back, Reigns' feet did touch the ground. Exactly. And they give the win to Lesnar. The commentary team tried selling it as Lesnar won, but no. if we're being very technical, Reigns should have won that match. It wasn't yeah. botched, I don't know, but I think that it exactly is. sets up a controversial finish to have that rematch, which I don't think a lot of people are looking forward to. They're not, because... I think I think both superstars need something a bit more fresh now. Mm. We, I mean, it feels like we've seen Brock Lesnar run rain for like the hundredth time now. Too long. <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's a hundredth and one time now. But I think um, one thing you got to take into account is that Lesnar's edging closer to that. It's, a, it's not a really a record, but a modern day record in CM Punk's four hundred thirty four day title reign. I think if he holds it at Money in the Bank, he's broke it. And then, I see. Yeah, I think Money in the Bank is the event. He's not going to compete at Backlash, so he's safe there. He's not going to compete on an episode of Raw, and the next event after Backlash is Money in the Bank. So, so, so do you think that they keep him title on him just to wipe out CM Punk from the I history? Think, I think there's, that does play into it, and the fact that they don't want—I don't think they wanted it as predictable as many thought it was going to be—and give Reigns that cheap yeah. win. I think people would have been more annoyed at that than they are with the fact that Lesnar's still champion. Yeah, but where where do you go with this? Because people are going to be annoyed when Roman gets and get Roman Reign gets another another title shot. Let's be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Strowman because I know there's backstage conflict of this conflict of do we make him the person to defeat Lesnar or do we keep it with Reigns despite the reaction? Um, Whether they give it to Strowman or not, I don't know, but I I know he's in the conversation for that. Because what I would have thought is with especially with Roman Reigns winning the title this would have been the best place and the best audience and the best reaction for that title win. But then the, the also other aspect of it is Money in the Bank is coming up again and a Raw star might win it. If, I mean, if they're doing two matches, then you have somebody to cash in again, like we saw with Rollins. 
So Lesnar loses in that aspect, but doesn't get covered one, two, three. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As a way of protecting his legacy if he is leaving. Which I think, again, makes sense. That, obviously, depending on who he's up against, a cash-in probably does make more sense. Because yeah. you don't want to yeah, completely please. just throw Lesnar away after what he's done because he wants to lead to the UFC. You still have to protect that because he's done a lot for you. He's conquered the streak, and that has to stay protected forever. And yeah. by simply having someone cover him one, two, three, that does take something away from him slightly, unless it's Reigns because he's also beaten The Undertaker. That's why I think a cash-in does protect him a little more because it did him no harm at WrestleMania 31. Yeah, yeah, I get, I, 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 yeah, so I don't think, I, so I don't think it's just the CM Punk record coming into play, but that will be at the back of their mind for sure. Or it's just an amazing coincidence to have. Yeah. What would you give this match? Or do I want to ask? Um, to be honest, I'm struggling because I don't like, I don't like the idea of uh, another rematch between these two. Mm. Um, and the, the 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 very controversial call, controversial call. I think this was botched a bit. Mm. So, look, they had a. Don't get me wrong, they had a solid, solid. A uh, solid bit of action inside the ring, but I'm I'm gonna have to give it a two star. Gonna have to give it a two star. Two is very fair, very generous. But yeah, we'll go with two. And in the main event, we had the 50 man world rumble match for the trophy, and then they kept that quiet as well. They gave him a green championship title as well. So yeah, so it's uh, the greatest world rumble championship. Effectively, we have an inaugural champion, uh, Daniel Bryan. Number one, he was the Iron Man throughout. He lasted. Throughout, the, throughout the match, which oh, uh, did you see his chest? Yes, he was. Uh, didn't look pretty, did it? I think he was in for. Let me just get this up. He was in there for an hour and sixteen minutes, and the match was an hour and seventeen minutes. So, a very, very tough knife. But it shows that he can still go. Obviously, he would have been on the outside for most of it. But I mean, no complaints. No, but he had no he had some very 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 good spots with yeah. some very good superstars. Um, I think we agree that Elias had a very good stint. Elias did. Yeah. Elias, Elias, look, Elias, Elias for me was uh, uh, was brilliant in this match. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think it's uh, it's been a long time coming for him, mm. um, but but the guy delivered in this match. Yeah. He looked like a beast. He came out. He came out so solid, and he he delivered. He really, he really, a, really delivered. It was literally a solid promo into a solid effort in the match. Definitely. Like a snap of a finger. Um, what else happened in there? Let me see. Uh, Mike Kanellis, three seconds in that match. <laughs> um, straight after him, we had sumo wrestler Hiroki Sumi, who came out, eliminated by Mark Henry, who exactly. was then eliminated himself. Uh, Tony Nese and his A-tabs, they did a decent job until they were eliminated by the New Day. Hornswoggle came back. At number 12, lasted a minute until Tony Nese and his A-tabs eliminated Hornswoggle as well. Um, probably the most dead reaction to that match was Primo. <laughs> when he came out, there was literally no reaction whatsoever. But you can't blame them. 50 superstars, you've got to fill them in somehow. I did think that some would, would pull double duty. I'm surprised they didn't. Um, took a night. So who would, you, took a who would night. you say was the biggest surprise? Because Royal Rumble... It's all about surprises. The biggest surprise, as in entrance-wise. Entrance-wise. Right, okay, let's run through the surprises now. Okay, Hornswoggle was one of them. Hiroki Sumi, I don't think anybody was really thrilled by them. Yeah. 
first NXT representative was Tucker Knight. He looked good. He's very quick on his feet for a big man. Ooh, very um, good. Rey Mysterio, which he was on the graphics. Everyone knew he was going to be there. So, Greg Carly was there again. He was on the graphics. Dan Mather, he was in Saudi Arabia for the trials. So, it's not a surprise. Balatunde, I mean, let's not go about it. I think for me, it has to be Roderick Strong um, from the Undisputed Era. I think that Adam Cole do it in January and to have the newest member of the Undisputed Era. Shut the system. <laughs> I just see you moving your mic close knowing that's going to come. Um, but yeah, for me, it was Roderick Strong. I mean, he didn't have the greatest stint in the match. It was like less than five minutes compared to Adam Cole. But yeah, for the for a 50-mile Royal Rumble, I don't think it featured huge surprises. It featured average surprises and yeah and that for me was the biggest sort of letdown about this match because i think i think the biggest surprise was the sumo wrestler that that i don't think anybody's googled before in their life yeah, and until anybody now. wants to google or had a yep. wikipedia page at all exactly and uh and 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 having a leprechaun right yeah hornswoggle who didn't even get to do his uh tadpoles uh, splash. He really struggled to get on that top rope. I don't know if he just couldn't or if he was playing along. He really struggled to get to that top rope. He did. He did. He did. Um, but but you're right. For me, the NXT appearances were were very very yeah. solid. I uh, said Roderick and Tucker Knight for me were the two surprises. Yep. Yep. Uh, I liked I liked the look of Babatunde and yeah. Dan Matter. Seemed pretty decent. But but Roderick Roderick seemed like he belonged in. In, in, in the match of that caliber, he, I do it, think. It like, sorry, carry on. It, it it just seems like he just worked so well. His in ring style, yeah. uh, especially with the with with the multiple uh, sort of uh, backbreakers. Uh, with um, a lot of people do call him the most underrated wrestler. And yeah. and I think for him, he should have come out earlier. I think he's someone who could have stayed in that match for at least half an hour rather than five minutes. Um, I like the storytelling at the ending. Shane McMahon coming face-to-face with Kevin Owens and then the shock. Not a shock, but because Jericho coming at 30 and you instantly think of what happened last year. That was yeah. brilliant. But yeah, uh, no surprise the winner. It was Braun Strowman who took it 13 eliminations in total. He just cleaned house, especially that amazing elimination of Shane McMahon literally throwing him from the top rope through the table. Um, yes. I mean, you can't really complain about the victory, can you? It was bound to happen. He deserves something like this. He's not had the best Royal Rumble look. Uh, no, look, this whole this wasn't a classic Royal Rumble. It didn't go down in history. It wasn't the one with the packed with the most surprises or some of the biggest stars. But it was, uh, you know, it was really long. Don't get me wrong, it was freakishly long. But it was fun. It yeah. was very, very fun with some nice <clears throat> moments. But I do think... Um, yeah. Audience to get tired. Fifty men is not yeah. an easy job. Yeah, but it's a five-hour show. It's a five-hour show, as I like. Anybody would get tired with a five-hour show. WrestleMania I mean, seven hours. That was seven hours. That was ridiculous. <clears throat> ridiculous. Um, for me, Braun Strowman, very clear winner. But um, what, what what would you what would you give give the match? I think it's hard to give it anything Strong. less than a three because it's a rumble match which always has you excited. Yeah. I'd yeah. give it 
a three and a half at a push. Yes. I'm going to give it a three and a half. But I'm going to give it a full five star to Titus Worldwide. Titus, that was that that that, that moment's going to be relived again and again. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you think? Uh, what, what's going to happen to Braun Strowman going forward then? Especially with this win, I mean, are we going to see the title? I don't, I don't understand. You've got the tight, you've got the, you've got the freaking trophy, this huge, huge trophy, and you've got this green, green title, which seems like a step above mm. the cruiserweight title. Maybe it's a heavyweight title that's in green. Mm. Um, <clears throat> are they going to use it? Is it going to be a yearly thing? Is yearly it going to be a yearly? Really? Has to be. I don't, I don't like the idea of it. having having this green title as a as a yearly thing. I think it's, uh, I think titles should be defended. I think right now WWE is pulling out these titles out of a right out of a magician's magician's hat. I, I don't know where they're coming from. But I that's, mean, probably, I, that's I, why it's probably a good idea to not have it around. Yeah, I don't think they they, they need it around. I don't think it was needed. What would you give the entire show? Look, very very fun match, uh, fun show. I don't I don't think I don't think we've rated the matches very highly. They were very serviceable matches. Uh, nothing hugely spectacular, but nothing hugely disappointing. And I think that's the um, that's the outcome of the the whole show. The, the greatest Royal Rumble. I hated the idea of it. I hated what it sort of uh, what, you know what it sort of stood for. This hypocritical change but 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 dude i'm a believer now i'm i you know if this happens again next year i'm gonna be excited with women hopefully um, hopefully, hopefully touch wood with with women um the whole show i'm gonna give it a solid 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 four stars can't argue with that it was solid a fun nice for a fun night hmm uh, next, we look forward to we look forward to backlash. So that's something to be excited by. But yeah, that was our greatest Royal Rumble review. Let us know what you thought of the event. But on that note, it is time to say time to say goodbye. It's been a pleasure discussing everything with you, Imran. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, guys. It's been a great, great, great uh, few hours. If this was your first time listening, then we thank you for stopping by. We hope you decide to stick around. Uh, take a look in the description boxes wherever you're listening. SoundCloud, iTunes any of the links to where you can find the episodes, they should be there. Or just search the We Don't Wrestle podcast or we should pop up. You'll find our social media accounts in there as well. Twitter, Facebook is there. Daily stories added there from the wrestling world. So go ahead, view those, like, share, comment. And yeah, please do tune in next week. We'll be back again with more from the week in wrestling. I've been your host, Reza. That was Imran with me and we'll catch you next time on the We Don't Wrestle podcast.